0: Here is your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Keisha Wright is a professional life coach from the Sunshine State of Florida. Years ago, while trying to recover from her own trauma and seeking help and counseling, she was told it could take three to five years of therapy for her to recover. She told herself she can't wait that long. And she called out to God for his divine intervention in this process. And in the middle of her own search for wellness, she made God a promise that if he ever got her out of the living hell that she was in, she would spend the rest of her life teaching others how to do the same thing. Well, today, Keisha's living out that promise by helping people become healthy so they can thrive in their own lives. Her own journey of pain and struggle led her to open Emotional Recovery Clinic with the mission of teaching individuals how to recover from the pain of trauma, toxic mindset, and unhealthy relational patterns through individualized, client-centered coaching. Keisha specializes in trauma recovery, effective awareness, and marriage regeneration. Help me welcome to the program today, Keisha Wright. Keisha, it is such a blessing to have you on the program today.
2: Oh my goodness. I am so excited to be here with you and all your listeners. Absolutely.
1: Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this, other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Keisha Wright?
2: Keisha Wright is a a wife um, to my husband of 20 plus years. I'm a mom of two and I am a new Gigi. So I, you know, I love hurting people. Um, and my goal in life is to teach people how to heal and how to heal correctly and the only way i know to do that is walk beside people and show them how to get out of hell and there's only one way to do that and that's through jesus Amen. and so that is that is my mission in life is to walk alongside people
1: man now your bio mentions that you know you were trying to recover from your own trauma but Found, yes. out it, found out it was going to be a, a long process. And can you share with us a little bit about that time in your life?
2: Absolutely, I was a stay-at-home mom, so I, I, my kids were in private Christian school. This was over thirteen years ago, and and my husband um, was a consultant at the time, still is, but was a consultant, and he would travel. Constantly. Um, our lives looked like, you know, he'd fly out on a Sunday night uh, or early Monday morning and fly home on Thursday night. And so life was pretty normal, uh, boring, I would say. I, I was, you know, a, a small group leader of a women's Bible study. It, we were just normal people until the day I realized that my, my, my husband was living a double life. And I had no clue. There was no indication. I mean, our marriage at the time—I wouldn't say we were—we were stellar. We had our, you know, our rough patches and whatever, but we were just—we were normal. And I didn't realize that until one day, um, literally, trauma rang my doorbell. Um, it was when um, God allowed everything that was being done in the dark to come to the light. And mm. so there was a, a prostitute and a pimp literally rang my doorbell mm. and began blackmailing our family for money. We, we lived in South Florida in, in a gated community. It was not, you know, I tell people that we didn't live on the wrong side of town. You know what I mean? We yeah. had the four wheelers, the pools, all the things. And so we were, we could have been your neighbor, And here we were faced with this double life that I had nothing or know nothing about. Mm. And we were immediately put into the best Christian counseling that we could afford at that time. And given, you know, a, a, a script of coming three times a week, I would go and he would go and then we would go together. And we did that. And I started seeing Progress in Antoine's life, he got involved in recovery groups and all these things, and, and they were helpful for him, but things for me were getting worse. Um, at that time, the counselor and psychologist and made a very strong recommendation that I couldn't make a decision for the next six months, meaning a legal decision, so Antoine and I could separate, but not legally, we'll get and sell my house or, you know, get a divorce, And so you would think that I would have been devastated, but I wasn't. I was like, okay, great. I can make his life a living hell for six months. I'll do that before I leave him. And I began to spiral. And it wasn't until what you had just told the listeners, I I was going to counseling, asking questions like, what do I need to do? Give me a step. Give me something to try. Give me a book to read. Give me like, give me a homework assignment. And it was a lot of, he should tell me how you feel. Well, I'm angry. I, 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 now that we've established that, give me something to do. And I wasn't yes. getting that. Mm. And it was the question I asked, how long is this going to take before I begin to feel better? But he said three to five years. I thought, I'm out. I can't. I can't hang on that long.
1: Wow. And that was... Was that the only option that, that you felt you could do at the time was the, the counseling?
0: At
2: that time, I didn't, I remember I reached out to, um, an, an, a major ministry asking, what can I do? Is there something, do you have anything? Is there anything? But I, the, the, the shame, the, um, embarrassment of this is our life, uh, you know, I believe looking back on it now that God shut a lot of doors, possibly, because I believe God in all his sovereignty knew that I was going to hold on to something tangible, whether it was a counselor or a, you know, a ministry or. And so I believe that he shut a lot of doors because there was really one only one way out of this. And, uh, you know, in in the beginning, you said, you know, how I, I, I did. I would love to tell you that I dug into God's word and I fasted and I prayed and I and I and I did all the things I didn't. I, I didn't. I was done with God, even though I was, you know, born in, in you know, in going to church. My parents were strong Christian believers. I, I was done with God. Like, how could he? handpick me. I had served him all my life. I remember saying that. How do you serve a God who allows something like this to happen? And I tell people that I coach in and, and places that I speak, I was done with God. Wow! I'm so grateful that God wasn't done with Keisha. And in my arrogance, I made that statement that is quoted all the time. Okay, God, I'll make you a promise. You get me out of this living home. I'll spend the rest of my life teaching everybody I know how to get out in arrogance, but sometimes yeah. we teach it's sometimes it's obedience before understanding. Yeah. And Amen. so, yeah.
1: So what options did you pursue to help achieve this breakthrough?
2: Nothing, mm. nothing. I got to a point where the world was falling in on me. Um, I'm not, I, I read books. I, I I looked up things and it was a phone call from a friend who had said, Hey, I hadn't heard from you in a while. Uh, Cause I checked out of life. I was done, uh, you know? And so, um, Antoine was getting better. Um, and he asked me, you know, would you go to a marriage conference? And I'm like, are you kidding? This marriage is over. Like I, there's no way I'm going to a marriage conference. And at that conference, I met a woman who walked into my life and, and, and said, you're screwed up. You got a lot of problems. And I'm like, yeah, I had a hooker at my house. That'll do it to you. And she said, Keisha, I understand that Antoine ruined the first 10 years of your marriage. I get that. But if you don't learn how to deal with your hurt, pain and bitterness, you're going to ruin the rest of your life. You win this in the divorce. It's not about whether you and Antoine stay together or not. And I said, all right, if that's the case, how do I do that? And she said, I have no clue, but I'll walk in life with you and I'll help you find out how to do that. And so she began asking questions to me. Um, I didn't know it was going to turn into what you guys know now as emotional recovery clinic. I did not realize that, but she began asking questions to me about things from my past. And I was so fixated and wanting to fix the problems of the present. And it wasn't until years later where God showed me, unless you deal with the pain of the past, you'll never be able to deal with the problems of the present. And so that's what I teach people. How do you, this is not, you know, what's going on in your life. Many, many, many times is rooted from unresolved hurt and pain that never got resolved. And so pain's like Legos. And it stacks one on top of another. So I had someone jump in life and ask me really hard questions. And Mm -hmm. it went from there.
1: So did you pursue? Well, let me put it like this. I can relate to what you said about making God that promise. Mm -hmm. Because uh, at my low point, I was on the verge of suicide. And Mm -hmm. I called out to God and said, Lord, if you can't fix this, I will. If you can, fix, I'll be a preacher for it. I don't care, but I'm done. Mm-hmm. Right here, I'm done. And my wife had forced me to take my grandfather's Bible with me. I was on a business trip. I was going to do this. And uh, the front part of the Bible had a way to read the Bible through three times, in a, or pick any co- three columns, any column you could read the Bible through in a year. I was with nothing else to do. I was reading three columns a day, and I wasn't born again. And uh, so when I made that decision, I'm done. And I laid down to go to sleep because the next morning I was going to call my kids, tell them I loved them, and then that was going to be it because this is 1130 at night. They're already in bed. And uh, the, I laid down. I seen the Bible laying there. Oh, I forgot to read the Bible scripture tonight. If I'm going to see God tomorrow, at least I can tell him I was reading the Bible on the way out. Right? And the, the scripture reading for that day was Psalms 34. And I got down to verse 7 and it said, The Lord has heard this poor man cry and shall deliver him from all his trouble. And immediately, you know, I, I, the, literally the room lit up. I could feel a warm flowing over my body. I knew what had just happened. Right? Long story short. Called my wife. She was rejoiced. She'd been born again four years before that. She was praying for me. Said, I'm coming home. We can be just as broke at home as I can here by myself, you know. So yeah, we did that. Fast forward three years. Uh, we're sitting out on the porch in Texas, uh, having our morning coffee and reading our Bibles. And, and I got to Ezekiel chapter two and chapter three. That was my calling into the ministry. And, uh, you know, Basically, guys saying, you know, I'm sending you a people of your own language. I'm not sending you people of a hard language that's hard for you to understand. If I sent you to them, they'd listen, but I'm saying you to your own people because their head, you know, don't we worry about them being hard headed because I made your head harder than their head. And I've been called a hard head all my life. So this made complete sense to me. And uh I fought it. I said, Look, <laughs> you pulling my leg here, right? You know, I, I, my wife's like, what's the matter? I said, no, I I, I read this wrong. I go back and read it again. And it said the same thing. And I fought it for four months. I, no, no, I don't know. I'm not going to do this. I'm not. No, I, I can't. I'm not going to do this ministry thing. And then the Lord said, did you lie to me? Said, "Lie to you. Lord, I'd never lie to you. What do you mean? Did I lie to you? And he replayed that night. In my head, you know how the Bible says, you know, you give an account of everything you say. at The judgment. He, it was this. It was on like a big movie screen. I'm seeing this, and I said, "Lord, I'll be a preacher for. I don't care, but you got to fix this. I'm done." He goes, "Did you lie to me there?"
0: Goes,
1: no. <laughs> so here I am in the ministry now. So that made complete sense to me when you said that. You know, the Lord reminded you of what you promised him, and that's and, and here I am. <laughs> You know, All it's, years later.
2: it's crazy because, you know, I remember being at my lowest point and I remember, okay. So this was, you know, 13 plus years ago. Um, and I, and I, I, when I tell people this story, I have to remind them, we used to have something called paper Bibles. Okay. Mm-hmm. where It was actually Amen. a book <laughs> that yep. sat on the nightstand. Yep. And I remember, you know, I, I stopped at, during that season. I, I just checked out of life. I wasn't going to church. I wasn't in small group. I wasn't, I was done. I was mm. done. Um, and I remember walking in my bedroom and I saw that maroon NIV paper Bible sitting beside my bed and it enraged me. Mm. Just the thought, it felt to me like mockery. Mm. And I remember picking up that Bible and I held it up and I, okay, so I'm going to, Your listeners almost say a little ugly word, okay? So prepare your ears, all right? So I remember picking up that Bible, and I said, there's nothing in this damn book that can help me. What book, chapter, and verse do you go to when you have a hooker show up at your house? When your husband of 10 years have led this double life, where do I go? And I threw that Bible on my bed. And I'm a little vertically challenged and we have a tall bed. So I went face down and I remember this animalistic noise that came out of me and I began to cry. And God in all his sovereignty allowed that Bible to fall open. And the only thing I was able to read through my tears is, do you want to be well? Mm. Do you want to be well? And I remember saying, "Okay, well, there's one thing in the book that can help me because I do want to be well but I don't know how I didn't want to be married. I didn't want to be a mama. I didn't want, I wanted wellness more than I wanted anything. And so I began to say, okay, how do I do that? Where do I start? And so my mission is to teach men and women, how do you become well? Because I believe trauma is an injury, not a disorder. And it needs to be a taught process, not a talked-out process. And people don't know how to become well. And and, and I love counselors. I have friends that are counselors. I have counselors that refer people to us all the time. But oftentimes, I find people run out of gas in counseling before they see the progress. And that – oftentimes becomes discouraged. You go in, you emotionally vomit for 45 minutes. And right when you are getting to maybe where you feel like you are going to get something, then it's time to zip it up and put a bow on it and move on. And you hope you can get an appointment next week. And then you have to catch your counselor up 15 or 20 minutes of everything that happened last week. And you start over. And I was running out of gas. And I wasn't seeing progress.
1: At what point did the Lord speak to you concerning it was time to fulfill your promise that you had made to him?
2: It's funny. I would love to be able to tell you, um, there was a date on a calendar right i remember so august 7th is the day the lady told me her name is coco all right and you know and that coco came to my house august 7th and it was this friend that jumped into life with me and started asking me all she wasn't a friend at the time she be- did become a friend but this woman that began to tell me how you know screwed up i was and unless i figured out how to deal with my bitterness and i'm like i'm not bitter like i'm just not i'm not bitter like you know, as if there's a difference. Right. And so um, I remember it was our one year anniversary of Coco coming by my house. And I remember saying, all right, let's tell someone else. I knew there was power in community. I didn't realize the power of community, but she would quote Revelations, I think it's 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their life, even unto death. And I was so bound by shame. She's and so I remember that particular weekend, we invited five other women, and I began to talk and tell this is what's happened to me. Like, and this is steps and questions that my friend has asked me, and 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 these are things and I had no clue that that was the birth of something amazing. I had no clue. I just, you know, I wanted to get well. I didn't want betterness. So I wanted to be well. Well, if I want wellness, I can't walk in shame. Because this is not a story that I wanted. I tell people all the time, my story started way before I knew I had one. I didn't know I was a part of a story. And so, if I was really going to walk in wellness, I couldn't pick wellness and shame. And so, a year to the day that my life was turned upside down, I began telling my story, and it's gone from there.
1: So, what is a trauma wellness center?
2: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) I believe trauma is an injury. I've said that. Not a disorder. And I believe if you want to learn how to walk in wellness, it is something that has to be taught. So for your listeners, don't beat yourself up because you don't know how. I didn't know how. But I tell people all the time, there's two things I cannot teach you. And in my experience, okay, my conviction, my belief, there is not a counselor, a psychologist, a pastor, you know, a, a, an elder, a deacon, a bishop, or whatever you have in your life that can teach these two things. But you need these two things in order to walk in wellness. And those two things are belief and desire. You have to believe that you can get better. And you have to have the desire to get better. You have to have both of those ingredients. Now, for the listeners that don't, was like, I don't have belief and desire. It's okay. You need both if you want to walk in wellness. I can tell you how to get it. It's not hard. Hey, okay? all you have to do is tell God, I need two things in order to walk in wellness, belief and desire. I don't have those. You, those are my birthright. You need to give me the belief that I can get better and the desire to get better. Throw the ball back into his court. He is yeah. anxious to answer that, right? And so what we do is we rent these large, n- massive vacation homes, okay? Five, six, 7,000 square feet homes. And we check people out of life. So we have a women's clinic for women and we have a men's clinic for men. And we check them out of life for four days. Amen. It's A gorgeous facility and the goal is to take the clocks off the wall remember I told you you get to that 45 minute 60 minute session and you uh, uh, and you got to zip it up okay and so we take the clocks off the wall and we start walking you through the hurt pain and trauma in your life not only do we do that we teach you tools techniques and tips how to deal with hurt and pain. And we encourage you strongly. I don't like to use the word force. Okay. But we encourage you to start (laughs) using these tools in the clinic. So you can become familiar with them. When you leave an emotional recovery clinic, you will have a book. I love this one lady says, Oh my gosh, I have a recipe book for how to deal with trauma in, in my life. And so here's the thing, Bob, when someone leaves our clinic, they are not exempt from hurt, and pain, and trauma. Mm-hmm. They're not exempt from it. In fact, as you as we prepare you, you have ticked off hell. Oh, yeah. Because now you have figured out the enemy's playbook on your life. And so hell is going to now come raging at you. But now you have weapons for war and you know how to use them. Amen. Amen. So, you know, we, it's my last evaluation, I was told it's about six to nine months worth of counseling that we do in four days. So the goal is to teach you how to do it for yourself. And I believe everyone is equipped. Why do I believe that? It's not because I believe that I just work with, you know, I screen people. It's not that. It is because God's word says greater is he who lives in me than he who lives in the world. You are created to conquer what was supposed to kill you. You just don't know how.
1: Amen. So you've gone through all the therapy and counseling training and, and certifications and, and people, you said your last evaluation people still come in and evaluate you?
2: Wait, wait, I have to do an evaluation. I think it's every two, two and a half years, something like that. Um, I love doing those. So I have people, uh, you know, I get another counselor or someone come in mm-hmm. and do an evaluation. Um, just, and here's the thing, um, there, there are some credential things you have to turn in. But for me, I want to know how much of an imprint is these tools making on people's lives and and and, and I, I don't gauge that from someone's opinion of what i think i am doing or what i mm. don't yeah. we walk through wellness but i also touch back with people and say how are you doing what's going on in your life like has and and they're able to say Keisha. Using these tools. You're right. I am equipped. I do have to go back. And I there are things that I have to go back and remind myself, but I can do this. I can conquer this. It's not easy, but it's, I, I can do it. Amen. Amen. When someone
1: contacts you, what are the processes or steps that they'll take in a nutshell? What's the goal that they're going to achieve?
2: So when someone contacts us, you know, there's a couple of different platforms that um, we work for, work from, excuse me, work from when working with a new client. So when you contact us, okay, first of all, you get to talk to Keisha, right? So you don't get to talk to, you know, four or five other people and I want to hear from you, okay? So you get to talk to me and I want to hear about what's going on in your life, okay? Okay. You know, there's times that I, I've, I've had people walk in my clinic and, and, you know, my team or whatever is like, oh, my gosh, I don't think we're going to be able to help this person. And I'm like, I don't either. But I know a guy. And if they have the two things, belief and desire, then. God's going to meet us where we are. And so that you call me and you are able to, there's an intake form that I get you to fill out, like what's gone on in your life, right? And so if you want to register and sign up for a a four-day clinic, we do those, you know, across the country, um, primarily in the Southeast, okay? And so you register, you sign up. Um, We really do try and work with all types of budgets. Okay. Cause right now it's $1,100. So it's all inclusive. So that includes your meals, your lodging, your accommodations, and working with myself and my team for four days. Now the starting January 1st, that price is going to go up to 1250, but guess what? We do payment plans for people in house. Okay. Interest free. All right. And so we work with people because we don't want to be a part of the problem. Our goal is to be a part of the solution. And so remember, there's two things you have to have, belief and desire. And so if that is what you have, we will make the accommodations work for you. And so once you do all that, then you're on your way. Um, There are some people that need like immediate, like, okay, Keisha, there's not a clinic for another six weeks, but I need help. We also offer phone coaching where I jump into life with you and I start doing things real time with you. We do meet weekly, but what happens if life starts falling apart before your next appointment? That was one of my, you know, complaints or concerns with counseling. Like what do I do? My clients are able to call or text me in the interim because sometimes 10 or 15 minutes helps push you in the right direction. You can make a lot of mistakes in four or five days. But if you start to feel like you're sinking, you feel like you're drowning, you're able to reach out to me. Now, I tell people phone coaching is not going to be the one-all be-all solve-all. I tell people it's like an ambulance ride. The goal is to get you to a clinic so we can unpack you and teach you and equip you for wellness.
1: Yeah, amen. Amen. That's good. Now, you mentioned the four-day weekend. Is yes. this for individuals or couples or, you know, what, does Great it to, what could they expect with this long weekend?
2: Great question. So for our women's clinic, it's only for women. So we take, depending on our facility size, it's intimate. It's small. We keep it small on purpose. So many people have asked me, Keisha, can you do this in a big conference setting and the Answer to that is I can't. No, we can't do that type of deep work when you have 50 people in the room, 100 people in the room. So you can expect about 12 to 15 for my women's clinics, women only, and for my men's clinics, men only. Okay. So it is in a small setting, deliberately on purpose. and so we we host it for men and women. The buzz is for 2024, Keisha, are you going to do this for couples? Like, can you bring couples together? We are in the process of launching that, okay? But it looks different. It means, because I believe that marriage it's two hurting people who've come together. I believe that you as a wife or as a woman need to unpack all the hurt and pain from your life and your husband needs to do that. So once both you know, husband and wife have come through their own individual clinics, we are in the process of walking wellness out in oneness. And so how do you do that? How, you know, does a husband support his wife because she's had this injury and vice versa? So walking wellness out in oneness, um, we are hoping to launch that in 2024. So um, that's what the wellness center looks like at this time.
1: Man, amen. Now, what's the number one thing? We covered a lot today. What's the number one thing you want our listeners to remember from what we talked about?
2: Number one thing. You are not responsible for the trauma in your life. What has happened to you is not your fault. Trauma is an injury, not a disorder. You're not responsible for what has happened to you, but you are responsible for your recovery. Wellness is your birthright. That is your inheritance, not betterness. God doesn't want you better. He wants you to walk in wellness. Don't beat yourself up because you don't know how. Find someone, fi- rather it's a mental recovery clinic or another ministry. That I don't feel like we're the one all be all, okay? But understand, you need to find someone who is willing to walk this journey with you. You don't have to do it by yourself.
1: Man. Keisha, this has been so interesting. If someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question or receive more information, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you?
2: Go to our website. It's emotional Um, there are different things that are on there. There's there's blogs, there's different things. Here's the deal. I give out my phone number, okay, all the time. I Promise God, and so people ask, "Oh my gosh, like I, I, I can really." There's a magic button on my phone that I can turn it off. Okay, so if I'm not able to to talk to someone, I am very capable of doing that. But I made God a promise 13 years ago that if He ever got me out of the living hell I was living in, it's been the rest of my life teaching someone else how to get out. So when people are like, "Keisha, but..." you we don't want to bother you. You're not bothering me. You're helping me keep the covenant that I went into with the father. So I give my phone number out. So if your listeners want to contact us, it is 239-333-8601. And so I want people to reach out and ask for help. And I want to say this before, before we close, you know, we talk about the Wellness Center. It's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. And some people cannot, they're not equipped to take off four days. This January, we are doing something called relationship recovery. It's not for married people. It's for anyone that has ever been in any kind of relationship. So married, divorce, widow, single. Okay. Um, even just a relationship with yourself. Okay, and so my team's flying in and people are able there's 21 classes that are available for people to take about their specific issue. And we are doing that for one hundred and fifty dollars over a Friday and a Saturday in Hendersonville, Asheville, North Carolina.
1: Praise God. So how do they get information on that?
2: That's on the website. It's January okay. 12th and 13th. It's all at emotional recoveryclinic.org. In fact, I'd like to offer your listeners. Um, we're doing an early bird special. So between now and Christmas, and, and I don't know when this is going to air. Listen, if you listen to this and it's after Christmas, you call me and I will honor the promise that I am making right now. So we will yeah. give that away for $125. Well, I'll take $25 off. We want to make wellness affordable for everyone that has Amen. a pulse and a problem.
1: Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'll put links to all this down in the show notes below. Amen. Folks, Absolutely. Unfortunately, this program that Keisha founded is needful in today's society. I mean, you may not need her service, but I can almost guarantee you know someone who can. It may be you, it may be someone close to you, it may be a family member, a neighbor, a co-worker, but you know somebody. Get in touch with Keisha by using the links down below. Reach out, have a discussion, see if this is the place God has planned for you right now. This is a reason you're listening to us today. God had preordained you'd be listening to this broadcast right now. Don't squander this unique opportunity. God answered Keisha's prayer. He'll answer your prayer too. Amen. Just drop down to the show notes. Get in touch with Keisha right today while you're thinking about it. Don't I'll do it later because you know how the devil is, he'll try and distract you and make you forget all about it. Do it while you're thinking about it, right? Keisha, thank you for taking the time to come on the program today and share all about this great work you're doing. And I do
2: appreciate your time. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I would love to come back and God bless you and
1: the work that you're doing. Amen. Praise God. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. Keisha Wright myself Pastor Bob, reminding to be blessed in all
0: that you do. You have been listening to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. We appreciate you as a listener and fellow believer and want to encourage you in your entrepreneurial efforts. These programs are designed to provide you with information that you can use in your business to achieve success faster and avoid the obstacles that try to impede your success. All information on this podcast is for entertainment and information use only. Some of the products and services listed in the links may contain affiliate links and Pastor Bob will earn a small commission when you click those links at no additional cost to you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode is published. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.